Welcome to the podcast of Grace Covenant Church, where we are transformed by God's grace, connected through relationships, and committed to service. Father, I pray that when Philemon hears this, that his heart will be tender, and he will forgive my dear son. Father, I pray that you will give me an opportunity to go visit my My dear friends, oh, I thank God. I thank God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith in our Lord Jesus is being reported all over the world. God, whom I serve with all my whole heart in preaching the gospel of his Son, is my witness how constantly I remember you in my prayers at all times. And I have been praying that it would at last be God's will to open a way for me to come to you. Oh, dear friends, you have heard that we have been writing letters to our brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, The divine influence of the Holy Spirit has guided us as we've been writing these letters. I pray that many, many copies of these letters will be made so that you can have them in your own hands and read them and use them as you advance the gospel. I have just now been writing this letter to my friend Philemon. (laughs) This is one letter that I wish I did not have to send, but it must be done. You see, my son, well, he has become like my son. My son, Onesimus, is Philemon's slave. Onesimus has done a terrible thing. He stole from his master and then he ran away to me here in Rome. And I thank my God he was able to find me. And it is breaking my heart to have to send him back. Ah, But Onesimus will take this letter back with him willingly and humbly surrendering himself to his master seeking forgiveness for his sin and reconciliation with his master. Uh, Let me share with you what I wrote from Paul and Timothy. 
prisoners of <laughs> prisoners of Christ Jesus. To Philemon, our dear friend and fellow worker, and and to Apphia, our sister, and, and to Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church that meets in your home. Grace to you and peace from God our Father in the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you in my prayers because I hear about your great faith in our Lord Jesus and about your great love for all God's people. I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith so that you will have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the saints. Therefore, although, although in Christ I could be bold and order you to do what you ought to do, yet I appeal to you on the basis of love. I then, as Paul, an old man, and now also a prisoner of Christ Jesus. <laughs> I appeal to you for my son, Onesimus, who became my son while I was in chains. Now, formerly, he was useless to you, but now he has become useful both to you and to me. I am sending him, who is my very heart, back to you. I would have liked to keep him with me so that he could take your place in helping me while I am in chains for the gospel. But I did not want to do anything without your consent, so that any favor you do will be spontaneous and not forced. Perhaps the reason he was separated from you for a little while was that you might have him back for good. And no longer as a slave, but better than a slave, as a dear brother. Oh, he is very dear to me, even dearer to you, both as a brother and a man. So... If you consider me a partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. And if he has done you any wrong or owes you anything, charge it to me. I, I Paul, am writing this with my own hand. I will pay it back. Not to mention that you owe me your very self. I do wish, brother, that I may have some benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. Confident of your obedience, I write to you knowing that you will do even more than I ask. <laughs> and one thing more. Prepare a guest room for me because I hope to be restored to you in answer to your prayer.
Epaphras, my fellow prisoner for Christ Jesus, sends you greetings, and so do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, and Luke, my fellow workers. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Do you identify with Onesimus? <laughs> oh, I know I do. <laughs> you see, I was chief of sinners. But here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I was the very worst. But for that very reason I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his unlimited patience as an example for those who might believe in him and receive eternal life. Oh, dear friends, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work for the salvation of everyone who believes. Oh, this good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight and how it is accomplished from start to finish through faith. No one will be declared righteous in God's sight by observing the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of sin. Christ is the end of the law, so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. For we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But God, with undeserved kindness, declares that we are righteous. And he did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone. <laughs> the new has come. And all of this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sin. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, and on which you have taken your stand and are saved. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance. Christ Jesus died for our sins, according to the scriptures. That he was buried, and that he was raised to life on the third day, according to the scriptures. That he appeared to Peter and then to the disciples. And after that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living. 
though some have passed away. And then he appeared to James. Ah. And then to the apostles. And last of all, he appeared to me also. Ah. As one unnaturally born. For I am the least of the apostles, and I do not even deserve to be called an apostle because I persecuted God's church. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. No, I I worked. I worked harder than all of them. Yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Whether then it was I or they, this is what we preach, and this is what you believe. That if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart you believe and are justified. With your mouth you confess and are saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Since we have been raised to new life with Christ, through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ who has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege into his grace where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. It is God who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching, by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, 
we will in all things grow up into him who is the head, and that is Christ. And from him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Therefore, I, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. <laughs> For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think more highly of yourself than you ought, but think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, these members, these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Oh, we have different gifts according to the grace God has given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, serve. If it is teaching, teach. If it is to encourage, give encouragement. If it is in giving, give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. And if it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. <laughs> must be sincere. Hate what is evil, but cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love and honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction and faithful in prayer. Yes, and share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Yes, bless. And do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. 
Live in harmony with one another. And do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. But be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. And do not take revenge, dear friends. But leave room for God's wrath. For it is written... It is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap coals of burning shame on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, dear friends, but overcome evil with good. Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children live a life of love, just as Christ Jesus loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. You see, at just the right time, when we were utterly helpless, Christ died on the cross for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man. Though for a, a good man, someone might possibly die. But God... But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. That is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, <laughs> brothers and sisters, I want to show you I want to show you the way of life that is best of all. I, uh, I may speak in all the tongues of men and of angels. But if I do not have love, I am nothing more than a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. I may have the gift of prophecy and be able to fathom all mysteries and all knowledge. And I have the faith that can move mountains. But if I do not have love, I am nothing. I may give all I possess to the poor, or surrender my body to the flames. 
But if I do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Does not envy. Does not boast. It is not proud. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. And love keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil. But rejoices with the truth. It always protects. Always trusts. Always hopes, always perseveres. <laughs> oh, love never fails. <laughs> but where there are prophecies, they will vanish away. Whatever tongues there are, they will be stilled. Whatever knowledge we have, it will pass away. <laughs> For it is only part of the truth we know now and only part of the truth we can foretell to others. But when that which is complete shall come, that which is incomplete will vanish away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child and thought like a child and reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I put an end to childish things. Now we see only reflections, dimly, as though looking into a poor mirror. But when that which is complete shall come, we shall see face to face. Now I know in part then I will know fully, even as I am fully known. Now, faith, hope, love remain, these three. But the greatest of these is love. For God so loved his world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but will have everlasting life God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him I pray that you being rooted and established in love, will have power, together with all the saints, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of God. That you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of Christ. Pray also for me.
And when I open my mouth, words may be given me that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships will be facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. The task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. Now you understand and when the copies of these letters come to you you're not to put them on a shelf and forget about them. Use these letters to teach and counsel each other. Remember the good news is not just for you it's for everyone. Live wisely among those who are not Christians and make the most of every opportunity. Uh, let your conversations be gracious and effective, seasoned with salt, so that you will have the right answers for everyone. Dear brothers and sisters, grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. Amen. For more information about grace, visit our website at grace360.org.